Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. No, baby, that's for somebody else. We're just going to keep you right where you're at right now. It doesn't matter what you The Wrestling Round presents Break It Down with Brian H. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode of Break It Down with Brian H. I'm your host, Brian H. Waters. Coming up this week, I got Harold Kuntz from Fox 4, Kansas City. He's going to join me as we talk about wrestling. But before we go there, I'm going to show you a clip and you'll see why exactly I wanted him on this week's episode. So you've probably heard Travis Kelsey's speech at the parade by now, but I want to break it down. So here's some analysis. He starts off with two wrestlers, most common go-to lines off the top. Can you dig it? Woo! All right, Booker T is on the right. He's known for saying, can you dig it, sucker? So in this theme, not the movie, The Warriors. Ric Flair on the left, his go-to line is, woo! What's next? I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, the jacket Kelsey wore is $18,600. That's how much the Louis Vuitton monogram Sherling's coat drenched in beer goes for it. You know who else like fancy jackets? Ric Flair, give me a two claps. What's next? Man, this belt got something on it. It's got the heavyweight champions of the world, baby. The heavyweight champions of the world. That memorial up there, I see everybody up there in that memorial. A championship belt weight is about seven pounds. Same weight as the Lombardi trophy. All military personnel get into free to WWE events. Next. It's just been turning and turning and turning. And what we do, what we do, we unleash a can of on everybody. Andy Reid's been waiting 28 years since he's been in the NFL to unleash a can of whoop dot dot dot. Stone Cold Steve Austin was known for saying that. Appropriately, he liked to chug beers. And that's the bottom line because I said so. Next. We got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, baby. How about Sammy Watkins? Woo! How about Damian Williams? Woo! Now, the first part was authentic frontier gibberish. That's all I can say. The second part is putting over talent. Now, in wrestling, that means to make one look good. Just did it with, again, a Ric Flair style. And finally... Every single touchdown, every single point we score at Arrowhead is going to end with the anthem. You gotta fight for your right to party! All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, a special guest on this episode. I got the one, the only Harold Kuntz from Fox 4 out of Kansas City. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, man? 
enjoying it, enjoying it. Uh, it's one degree outside right now, so there's nothing better than to stay inside and do some stuff here. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you uh, jumping right on after, you know, a newscast. Um, I hope the news is good over there. I, I heard y'all getting a lot of snow. Yeah, yeah, one degree. We got some snow. Uh, I'm sure the, the black ice is all over the place there. But, you know, as they like to say here, it's just Wednesday. So... Uh, <laughs> Well, you know, hopefully I wish the business was, I wish I could say the business was hot right now. Yeah. Maybe a little lukewarm, but we are yeah. in WrestleMania season. I tell you yeah. one thing, uh, we do have NXT TakeOver coming up this uh, weekend. We'll get into that. So, yeah. yeah, so okay. we know that'll be hot. But what's, we'll start with um, five years, Women's Revolution, man. I'm going to just ask you just uh, off the top. What are some of your favorite memories from the Women's Revolution, and how do you feel about it? You know, they've been good matches. I mean, everybody wants to point to the WrestleMania where you had the triple threat that, uh, you know, headlined WrestleMania. But I'm going to point to some ones that are kind of the beginning. I mean, you take people like Bailey and, and Sasha Banks who were like somehow never made a submission match, something worth watching. Those they are the ones that really got this thing back on track because there's a time where you had the ruthless aggression era and it kind of slowed down and you guys like Cena and guys like Edge kind of slowed down. Of course, Edge is back now, but they slowed down, but then they needed something. And it was the women that did the resurgence. And I think CM Punk said it best uh, on um, backstage when he says, they're leading the dance right now. Like they're the ones that's interesting. Their storylines are the ones you want to watch. So those, when you watch them, Perform. I mean, yeah, it's a limited amount of people, and that's what we saw in the Royal Rumble when, like, out of the 30 participants, like, maybe almost half of them were, like, NXT people just because they've got to develop more. But it's also, you know, you got the, the Four Horsemen, shall we say, of that, but then they led on a new revolution that I think is going to be even better years to come where you see more and more people getting involved in the scope of the championships they might have to have two championships. They might introduce a cruiserweight. So I just like the fact that they've laid the foundation for a future off of their hard work. I mean, obviously, the man era it was great. Becky Lynch, uh, you know, everybody remembers the SmackDown moment where she has a bloody face and she's mm. she's waving around. I mean, that's, a, that's a, you know, for, for the past five years, that's that was probably the most iconic moment. But that's when everybody got caught into the whole the man thing. Mm -hmm. And it's been a great, it's been a great thing to do. Uh, it reminds you a lot of, uh, in the men's division when you call this kind of saw again i'll revert back to cm punk when he kind of had the the pipe bomb moments you know that was becky lynch that was kind of her moment the shine and she took it off and, and she's hot right now she's overly she's incredibly over with the crowd and it, it's just something where you want to watch what they do like you know you see like no offense to the guys that you see now like say you see alistair black or you see like or Braun Strowman or somebody like that right now you see them you're like okay that's cool but get to the women <laughs> that's kind of what the revolution five years ago really started. And also, let's think about WWE Evolution, which only started because of uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, only allowing men. When you see Evolution out there, they had, they had their whole pay-per-view, and it was a good pay-per-view, too, because they mm -hmm. limited it. It was good in scope. It told a good story, which is what wrestling is at its purest form is, is telling a good story. And they were able to do that. So they've had a lot of good moments in the last five years. All right, so I'm glad you brought that up. You're talking about Becky Lynch, man. I personally, I'm going to be honest with you now, I love women's wrestling. Um, been a fan really 
took a deep dive into it as I started doing like the wrestling podcasts and wrestling shows. Um, and mainly to be honest with you, part of it was because like I would see like different women's wrestlers on Facebook promoting their shows. And I was like, Hey, can I get you on my show? Uh, and they were more responsive, but that made me love it. You know, watching pro programs like shine and um, what's the other one shimmer and WSU where I did some work there for a couple years. I love women's wrestling. I'm over Becky Lynch. <laughs> I, I look at her. Okay. I was I was all for it last year around this time. I, yeah. I was happy she got the WrestleMania moment. I know. I be honest with you, I haven't really gone back and watched that match. Not having watched six hours worth of wrestling previously, <laughs> but just to like dive right into that match because obviously for so many obvious reasons, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan stole the show for me. Of course. And Daniel Bryan being my favorite wrestler and Kofi Kingston for the culture. Yes. That was just to me like uh, that that was the main event of WrestleMania. It, that wasn't yeah. the main event. Yeah. So I'm looking at Becky Lynch and I was talking to my brother, my co-host, the real Dwayne Allen. I said, dude, I'm over the man. Um <laughs> She had her run, but I think to me, I would have liked this this to end around SummerSlam or Hell in a Cell, to say the least. You know, I, I feel like they they trying to force feed us Becky and uh, Becky and Ronda rematch. We're not going to get that, so instead we're going to get Becky and Shayna. But I'm just over her, man. And and, and maybe I, I want to know how do you feel? You said she's hot. Are you still buying into it? Yeah, I'd still say she's hot. I'm still buying into it, but that's mostly because they don't really have anything else to turn to right now. Okay. Uh, they're going to try Shayna, but she comes out on Monday night and she's doing a vampire gimmick with biting her in the back of the neck. And you're like, I don't know if that's the right way to go. Like, she's a good technical wrestler. Just let her wrestling shine. So I'd like to just see a good technical match between the two. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're capable of it or they're going to be able to put it all together before WrestleMania because that's clearly where they're headed with that uh, story. Uh, but I just don't like the gimmick involved. Uh, but I like a brawl that, between them two. You know, she yes, is a prize like, fighter. Like if, if you say, if you have the man, and then you have someone who's the NXT champion coming out in the big leagues trying to storm, like do like a Lesnar Cena thing where they had like all the women in the ring trying to, you know, hold both of them back together the way Lesnar Cena did. There's ways you can do it, but I mean. They've overplayed Becky Charlotte. They've overplayed. Uh, 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 you know, Sha Sasha had her chance. Bailey's had her chance. Mm -hmm. So it's just right now, I think she's at a high for the women's part of wrestling, just because right now they really haven't manufactured anything. Now, could you complain? Well, that's just the way the product is right now. Yes, you, you could say that for sure. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, as of right now, she's still in the apex just because there's not much else uh, that's just really like, I got to watch this moment right now. I mean, there's nothing like I like to say, like the way Monday Night Raw is structured is going to be nine o'clock and you're going to be like, OK. That's the big thing because usually they try to take advantage of halftime on Monday Night Football or 7 o'clock in the main event. Those are your three segments you want to watch the most. But 9 o'clock, they've been doing interview sessions. Like MVP comes back with his thing. The Miz always does his thing. I mean, it just you want things that are good. And right now, Becky Lynch is the only one that's really like, okay, I'm still watching that. Now, if we had some other interesting storylines, I'd agree with you full, full force. But for right now, it's just – they haven't really produced anything that's like, okay, I got to watch that. Okay, all right, so I'll give you that. But I would say this, right? A lot of people like to compare Stone Cold Steve Austin. You look at Stone Cold's 1998 run. This is the height of Stone Cold. Yeah. Had the title. He went, you you can, if you want to throw in, and my, my good brother Hugh will be mad if I don't throw in a run. He's the biggest Kane fan I know. So you, you, you take in him dropping the title to Kane to get it right back. I felt like 
looking back at it now, at the time, of course, if, uh, I was 14 at uh, 13 at the time, I was upset. But now I understand this is why y'all took the title from him. Keep it from getting stale. You built a new star with The Rock, and now we got Austin Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah. You know, but they took it from him in September. Mm-hmm. You know, even with Kofi Kingston, as much as I hated the way he lost it, it was, it was a, time. It was time, and I, and I hate to admit it. I think, but we it made everybody so angry because of the way he lost it. But I don't think you would have had people complaining if it would have just been a, a a match. You know, that's why I feel like Becky ran with it a little too long. That I felt like if you built somebody else up in that time, let's just say for if you would have brought Shayna up around then, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe put the title on Shayna and it had Becky chase Shayna, then I wouldn't mind Becky going over at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? Yeah, or even Sasha. But I don't know. That's the thing. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, they, other just than- don't want, they don't want anybody to take take the throne, if you will, right now. That's just it. That's- like The way they're writing it is just like they don't want anybody to be like, all right, we trust you to mm-hmm. keep this belt of relevance. Like, it's just on Becky right now because they're like, well... You're the top of the bunch right now. Now, Shannon might be the one to do it. I don't know what their plans are, but that's the good thing mm-hmm. is that you don't know what their plan is. So the beauty of watching wrestling is that in the story, you want to watch, okay, where does this go? The beauty of Kofi Kingston, as you mentioned with Daniel Bryan, is like, okay, you figured he was going to get the shot, but there's that ounce of like, maybe they keep it on Daniel that kept you on your seat knowing they could put together a good match. Mm-hmm. And did you trust Did you trust the writer? Did, did you trust, trust Triple H? Did you trust Vince? <laughs> Like, I mean, you, you, you think back issues. to Booker T. There's a lot of trust issues, but when you think about it, I mean, we're two, we're both two black men here. Mm-hmm. What's black men's life's been about? Do we trust the uppers to, you know, let us go through the top? And that was just the beauty of it. We understood yeah. that, and I think other people stood understood that through the story they are presenting. So when it comes to Becky, we understand the story, but we just want to see it executed in a way we're like, all right, I want to see Shanna go over. But right now, it's like, I mean, she's just gonna bite and be the bad guy. I mean, I. Keep it on Becky, but like WrestleMania is the end all be all for the biggest storylines, and you wanted to end in a way like it just seems like it's a cheap product now that it's like mid February, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. in about two months, we're gonna go slap the title on Shayna, unless they do like a Brock Kofi thing and Shayna just squashes her. Yeah, and then okay, well, then next thing you know, like, all right, we're set up for the next year, but then they have to re meet, and it can't be like Hell in a Cell, it can't be, mm-hmm. it, it's gotta be like SummerSlam. So <laughs> it's like, what's a long what, what, build? But let me ask you this. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had my good friend. Uh, I did a collaboration with three dude, dope dudes in the mic. My good friend, Blake Thomas. He said the money, as much as people thought we wanted to see the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen, it's not a match we want to see. The money is actually in Shayna and Ronda Rousey. Would you buy that feud? Shayna goes over at WrestleMania, and then the next night, Ronda Rousey shows up at Challenger. Are you interested? I, I mean... I think I told you this. I'm not the biggest Ronda fan. Like, I'm just okay. Like she, you can't really present her like Brock Lesnar because she's not physically imposing compared to her opponents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Brock comes in, like when he comes in, you're like, okay, I see you come in and you're gonna beat down people. But that's mostly because you're bigger than half the guys, except for like Strowman <laughs> and a couple others. But then they end up putting him in triple threat matches where you know he's gonna end up winning or, or somebody's gonna steal it from him. So. When it comes to the women's divisions, like, I mean, the only one that's really physically opposing is, is Charlotte. Let's just be honest here. And Becky and Charlotte told a good story, but 
Shayna and Ronda, I mean, Shayna's physically imposing, but mm-hmm. then you have Ronda, and they want to protect her MMA background, but you don't know if she's going to come back. I mean, and, and then when she comes back, she's got ring rust. I mean, it was the same way her MMA career went. She had a couple, she had octagon rust. And she came back and you saw it happen. Yeah. So, honestly, if you want to put Shayna over Ronda, that's the only way you can do that. That's the only way that would be acceptable. Okay. Ronda would just leave with. I mean, I would say, like, if you want to do that, cool, but like, bring her back as. The one that's like, all right, Shayna beats Becky, and she's got double double down on it and beat Ronda. Or otherwise, the whole you you've just lost three or four months. Right. So that's where that's where the trick lies in. At least for me, that's where the trick lies in. No, nah, I feel you. I feel you. That's why you know. That's why I love having. I love talking to Russell Fest. Shout out to NABJ, man. You know, it's a few. It's, it's a few of us out there. Uh, you know, I got my man B Will Media. Got my man David Shirley. One thing that you and David did, and this is what I admire about both you guys. You guys incorporate wrestling in your newscast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, everybody's a wrestler fan at one um, one point in their life. Everybody was a wrestler fan. That's that's what me and my brothers, uh, Glenn Thomas, uh, Dwayne Allen, we always say that everybody was a wrestler fan. I mean, you you saw like one of the things you did when you uh you brought up you broke down the promo of Travis Kelsey when <laughs> uh, after they won the Super Bowl and you explained to the audience because as your job you have to tell the people and I thought you did a great job translating man. Well, so. I, I just got inspired by the fact that he had the WWE belt. I mean, the story goes with the Chiefs. Uh, you know, they actually, Triple H made a custom belt, as he always does for every winner of a championship in any professional sport. He delivers it, and Patrick Mahomes was the first one to wear it, but Travis Kelsey took it and took on a life of his own with it. He <laughs> literally cut a WWE-style promo in front of almost a million people out there at the a parade of champions for the Kansas City Chiefs. And, I mean, he was, obviously, he was a little, he was a little liquored up. I mean, let's just not lie. He was, he was more than a liquored up. He had a, a, a nearly twenty thousand uh, dollar jacket on, and you know he was styling, profiling like you know your boy Ric Flair. I mean, honestly, he could have been more like Dusty Rhodes if we really want to look back into it. Uh, I mean, you know, Dusty Rhodes was styling and profiling back then too in the Mid South days. But it's second, um, most, uh, second most recognized athlete in the world, baby, yeah, Muhammad exactly. Ali. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, real quick, before we get off and get away from the women, I want to touch on Bailey and Sasha Banks. I love this feud. I mean, this partnership that they have. I love this this uh, sisterhood. I do not want to see them face off at WrestleMania this year. But again, like, what do you do? Like, it, it, again, like, Sh- like Shana, it's like it's too soon to really call in like some NXT people to kind of make it interesting. And we're going to put in the Kabuki warriors. Like, is that like, you know, put a tag that doesn't, that doesn't sell you. It doesn't you, sell you, you. but it's just, it just like, right. you know what you do. So like, do you have them go up against each other? Cause clearly there's the appetite and the need for some women's matches in there. I mean, we're going to throw in Natalia in there, but it's just like, like so you said, that's the only way we can go. It, it's like, they're <laughs> limiting their own options. Because they mm-hmm. haven't developed enough characters yet to the point where, like, okay, I want to sit down and watch this in a pre-match. No, like, I mean, they—they're they, they, trying to work on yeah. developing Dana Brooke. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, <laughs> they're trying to develop somebody, but it's just like they're getting too late to this. Like, well, I honestly think the money- you got to—you got to get into this after the Rumble. You got to introduce them on Monday. Be like, we got about ten new characters. Here we go. Let's do it. Instead. I, I- Wait till February. And it's just well, like, I know they don't. They may not want to do this, but I think you can go Naomi. You could. You know, I think Absolutely that's the same. Good. 
Like you don't bring bet. back. Yeah, she got a good pop on the return in the Royal Rumble. Like she can, she's definitely worthy. Like you're not gonna put her over, but she's definitely worthy of a match. Yeah, I mean, those, yeah, you might, you could. Yeah. She she could be a three time champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I, um, I, I like it. I yeah. just don't think there's the backing right now. Like, but they didn't take advantage of the fact that her return to the Royal Rumble was like a decent pop, mm-hmm. and then they had her go back and lose again. It's just like it kind of deflated it. Like, but that's what that's the problem with. And, and they get in their own way. Instead of hours about creative and WWE, like just. Yeah. And how like there's certain things they just don't seem to get, but <laughs> it's it, it's just like you know you, you can go for hours with that, but we'll try to digress. But yeah, yeah, it's just she's she has an opportunity there, but I think it's just the chemistry of Bailey and Sasha that you're like okay, I mean I'll, I'll run it back again, but you got to give me something unique. You can't but, you got to put a stipulation. There. There's got to be something. Well, you, you know, know the thing I loved about Sasha saying on um was it Corey Gray's podcast. She said she wasn't going to be in the Royal Rumble, whether she got hurt or not. And she made two valid reasons, kayfabe or non-kayfabe. It was great. She said she didn't want to go to Raw, so it didn't make sense. And then she didn't want to face her best friend in Bailey. And I was like, thank you. Don't put her in the Rumble. Don't have her go in the Rumble just to, like, okay, she's not going to win anyway, So we, but we're going to throw her in there. So I'm glad she wasn't scheduled, even though she got hurt. But I'm glad she wasn't scheduled. But I really hope because of this, they do not. I think you still got uh, legs with this friendship right here. I want to see them get the tag titles and actually defend them <laughs> again. Um, That'd be nice. We'll, yeah, they read the the tag titles need some emphasis, and that would yeah. emphasis. that would give it some prestige. Mm-hmm. And I think if you do that, then they'll have something for sure. I mean, it depends on what team they want to go to or what team they want to form. You know, but it just seems like it's gonna be hastily put together, and it just when it gets to WrestleMania feuds, I was like, all right, keep me compelled. You're not gonna keep me compelled for four and a half hours, right? But at the same time, like, give me a couple matches. Was like, all right, this has been a slow build that's been done properly, that's been done well. There's been hatred, there's been chairs, there's been backstage feuds, there's been tables break. Give me something where I'm like, all right, you guys legitimately don't like each other instead of like, all right, this is gonna be a pass over eight ten minute match. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what I want to see because. The women, as I said earlier, as we're both saying, they're at a, such a high bar. You want to see yeah. a good match out of a high bar. That's true. That's definitely true. Now, before we close out the women's section, you know, five years, uh, women's revolution in professional wrestling. I want to think about the uh, before the five years. Um, your Beth Phoenix, your AJ Lee's, or, you know, AJ was like right in the middle. Yeah. Um, Karma, Eve Torres. Is there anybody that you could think of that jumps out the mind that you think was um, could have thrived had they been? I don't want to. I'm gonna say in this era. I don't want to say like younger, but had they been in this era of wrestling? Because we had the era where we had the Sable and the Sunnies, but then we went into the Trish, the Ivories, yeah. where you know it was first, and in the Victorias where the women were respected more. But then they started going into the diva search era, and we had some gems. But is there anybody that sticks out the mind that you would think would have done better in this era? I think you said it, Karma. That was the one that I always thought would have done better because there's such a need for someone like her. I mean, mm-hmm. she's presented as a monster. I mean, you remember her coming in the Royal Rumble, and that was the men's Royal Rumble. So <laughs> it's a shame. Yeah, it's I a mean, shame that she went through like psychological there was, there was problems. It may not have been like she won everything, but there is definitely a piece for her to be like, oh, 
if we need somebody to go over, that's the one we need to do it again. Or she can squash it. Like that was the need they needed. And now they just got a bunch of, I mean, even if you look at the men's division and I understand the anatomy of, you know, everything is just going to be completely different, but mm-hmm. you have a big show as much as you have a Ray Mysterio, like yeah. the women's division. The problem is you don't have a big show, you know, a Ray Mysterio, you just got a bunch of, you know, it's just like, <laughs> really, you know, like some are more athletic than others. Some are more technical than others, but at the same time, you got pretty much the same human being. Like that's what they needed somebody. So that's why I agree with karma. I mean, I, I, that was the first thing that came to mind when you said that. And I was like, then you said it. And I was like, well, of course, you know, yeah. somebody or just develop someone that could have been like that. Mm-hmm. Just anyway, I mean, like Glow figured it out, and that's a Netflix show. So, yeah. so it's just like you know, use somebody. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on. Um, you know, we'll get into let's start talking about these men folk in wrestling. Uh, we'll start off Goldberg and the Fiend, man. Go- <laughs> Goldberg is coming back. He's going to get face back, the Fiend. Get back and- when Goldberg loses in about six minutes after he runs out of breath. And- <laughs> I mean, I've had the pleasure of meeting Goldberg. Okay. Goldberg. I've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's actually, I used to work in Tulsa, and he's from Tulsa. He went to Edison High School in Tulsa. So, and then, of course, uh, went to the University of Georgia and all that good stuff. So, I mean, I'm very familiar with his background. But, you know, it's fun for him to say, like, you're next. And I like the three-and-a-half-minute intro, banging Mm -hmm. out of the door, walking out into the ring. But at the same time, it's like, this is something to build the fiend. And this is something where, like, when you bring an old, old star back, and they're willing to take the job, you know, be put over. And that's exactly what this is. It's just a money grab to get him over. Uh, fill time, he gets paid. Fiend gets a nice win and under his belt. Everybody goes home happy. I'm not expecting any type of match to be like, oh, man, this is going to be great. This is literally going to be like, we need to put the Fiend over somebody who's got a name behind it. We can't just do Daniel Bryan. We can't just do a couple other, like, get a name behind it so we can build him up for WrestleMania. And, and you know, hopefully keep that gimmick, which I think is a great gimmick. I mean, it's, you didn't think it was going to be great at first because of the way it was promote, promoted, promoted, promoted. And then it came out you're like, this is actually interesting. Mm-hmm. The only reason is because I have no idea where it goes. And again, that's the beauty of wrestling. When you have no idea where anything's going. And this one though, against Goldberg, you know where this is going. They're not bringing in Goldberg to win. This isn't like Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, where he's going to squash Brock. This, <laughs> this is like, this is Can the, you imagine if he does though? Be, the internet will go crazy. Exactly. It's gonna be it's gonna be half a match. I mean, until Goldberg just finally is like, Ugh. and you know, <laughs> that's why I did this because like, you know you can't expect these guys to go in. Like, why do you think Undertaker when they bring him back? They're so slow moving. Like, it just yeah. he has to move slow. So now, now with that being said, if you're booking, who you have face the Fiend at WrestleMania and who wins? Man, that's that's a good question. <laughs> Because, I mean, they've already tied themselves into Brock and Drew. Right, which and, I'm a huge fan of that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm good with that. I still think Brock's going to go over, but I'm good with Ooh. that. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't see it. You like, don't? That, that screams something like Fox or somebody's going to come in and be like, no, not no, or U.S. is like, do we really know who Drew is from like a mainstream, you know, like, do we really know who Drew I, is? But see, I, I think I would We be didn't more- know who Seth was. We didn't know. I mean, like when he got the belt the first time, essentially permanently. But it's like, (laughs) I mean, you want to go fiend Seth? Great, cool. But you want to go fiend AJ if he gets back from injury? Cool, and just well, they're they're on Raw. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying like, it just surprised me. Honestly, it surprised me. I would personally like to see Big E, but 
two things. I don't think we I don't think we get two black guys in the championship no. match back You're to right. back yeah. years. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And we know I, I personally don't see the fiend losing no time soon. I think no, no they gotta keep that gimmick going. It's yeah, great. I think the person that beats him may not actually be on the main roster. Not saying I know who that person is. But I just don't think they're on the main roster. Yet. Are we I looking think... at Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano? Oh or... heck no, not one of them. It's got to be somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe even if it's like a Donovan Dijakovic or, <laughs> or, or or repackaged Keith Lee. Some people even said Killer Cross. Um, but it's got to be somebody, you know, a big deal. Unless it's Brock, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see the Fiend losing. Um, <laughs> but I do see Drew winning. Um, I think really? that. Yeah, I, see, I think that the comeback, I because what I see in Drew McIntyre is somebody that Vince McMahon wanted to make a star over a decade ago, and yeah, he just yeah. didn't pan out. Yeah. So now I see that after he wins, you're going to see all these WWE 24s of him and Vince hugging and said, I always believe oh, yeah. you're the chosen one. They're trying to recreate the Kofi <laughs> moment and the Daniel Bryan moment of three years ago in the Superdome. They're trying and to moment where it's like, hey, we've got the underdog. We finally achieved something by beating the beast. And I don't uh, like I like the idea. Heel. I mean a face. Yeah, I like the idea. Um okay. but it, it's just I don't know. I, I <laughs> and I sometimes I hope I'm wrong, but it's just like, you know, part of the appeal is like, you know what? Give me somebody who's like, you know what, that guy deserves to be champion. Put him over Brock. Like put him over immediately. And there's been nobody been presented there because even then when Brock still comes out, people are just like Oh crap! It's Brock Lesnar. Oh cool, whatever. But it's still like in the mainstream, which is kind of what they want their belt to be on. It's like, who's your guy? Drew Mac. What you know? Like is that, like, is that his real name? Like there's, I mean, there's still pictures of Brock playing football for the Minnesota Vikings, and mm-hmm. you know Vince is Vince is out there paying him good money. Yeah, just show up. I mean, you're not gonna have somebody. I mean, like now the question: Does Brock want to put on a good match? A if he gets motivated, he can put on a good match. Uh, like it's kind of like Orton. If he's so motivated, which he is with uh, Edge, mm-hmm. on a good match. You, 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 you bring the timeline. <laughs> like, cause I was, I was yeah. going there next. You mean, but I mean, before yeah. I get there, it's just like. But I, I know you're like, I know you're about to mention. It's just like, but I don't know. It, but Brock, in my opinion, yeah. Brock hasn't had a bad match outside of Strowman. Yeah, um, that He hasn't had a really bad match since uh, Dean Ambrose. You know, you you think about him as Joe, the other match with Strowman when Strowman was kind of still green, mm-hmm. uh, Finn, AJ, Daniel Bryan. All these matches to me have been entertaining. Like I've been entertained by Brock Lesnar, and I was one that was that's very true. vocal about yeah, not liking true. him I mean, wearing you, the title. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, when you get a Brock match, it's a good match. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever denied that. I just see where they're going with Drew McIntyre, where the story they're like they're trying to push an underdog story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy finally made it. We're so happy. He eliminated Brock at Rumble, and we're ready to go. But then all of a sudden, now you got a one-on-one. It's the beast. You know it's going to be a couple German suplexes here. It's going to be a bunch of laughter. Paul Heyman's going to make faces, and then you're going to run around, and Drew's going to get his time. Then it's going to get ugly. You know, tables. Somebody's going to the announce table. Like, it's just it's a guarantee the Spanish announce table's gone in that match. Like, 80% of the stuff is predictable. The only thing is, is like, all right, the finish could go either way. You know, but it's like... I think this one might close the show, though. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah, is... I think this, so. I think this is the show. show. It's just, it's a sign of where we are. 
Yeah. yeah. It's just a sign of where they are, honestly. But yeah, I think it closes the show. It it's 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 either closing the show or there's one right next to it. That's for sure. Now, cool. They need to reemphasize the belt. Yeah. yeah. The title, man. You call it the title. Belt. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how excited are you about Edge and Orton? I'm excited. Okay. I'm, I'm actually genuinely excited about that one. I mean, I, first of all, I was excited to see Edge back. I mean, there have been rumors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I already admit I read rap sheets. So, like, you know, <laughs> I saw there was rumors out there, but it played it very coy to the point where at least when he came out, I was like, yes, he's out. I, I, uh, I'm a huge Edge setup. fan. I mm-hmm. love the setup with Randy and Edge. Like, hey, let's bring back Rated RKO. Let's do it yeah. one time. And I, and I was really like, they're going to do this. And then, no, they're not going to do it. And I was sold. And I love that. It reminded yeah. me of Mark Henry uh, uh, Cena when retirement. he left in the tank with a pink suit. I was just, that's the stuff I like. I love seeing that. And uh, that's what I felt out of that. So I, I, I love it. I, I'm all in on that one. I think that's going to be great. I think that's well, going to be see, awesome. Here's my thing, right? So the Edge came back. Yeah, obviously, we were about at that point in time, four or five hours removed from finding out about the late, great Kobe Bryant. Um, so I was a huge Edge fan. I was there for his Hall of Fame uh, induction in Miami. It was, you know, because it was sad. I, you know, I shed a tear when he retired abruptly because I just couldn't believe it. I remember watching his first match in my grandmother's house. So to see him come back, I really, I couldn't like get excited the way I wanted to. I was like, oh, Edge is back. Oh, you know, but I was just, I was in a different mental space. But this feud right here, oh man, I'm excited about it. Uh, like you said, a motivated Randy Orton, you get in the world. And Edge, you know, that's somebody they, they can trust each other. Um, I think Edge trusts him to have his first match. And I'm excited about what happens afterwards, you know, the matches that you'll get with Edge. Yes. And I like including Matt Hardy in the story because this kind of help emphasizes it. You know, him coming mm-hmm. out there. I know a lot of people thought, oh, man, Matt was squashed, this, that, and other. Matt Hardy's not coming to as much as – I was a so I was a Matt over Jeff fan, mm-hmm. and I was just hoping somehow, way, shape, or form, Matt would be one to wear the world championship in the WWE. He's the only person out of that, that um the two tag teams not to wear the gold, the big belts mm-hmm. in WWE. Yeah, he was a uh, TNA champion. But I was – you know, I was – Excited when he came back, but he didn't do anything. And I was like, all right, I understand his role. It's there to, you know, get the young guys going, put him over. But I really like Edge and um, where they're going with Edge and Orton. And I like kind of giving us a little bit of Edge, but they're taking him off TV. So you're not overexposing him. And they're going to tear the house down at WrestleMania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, that, that's That's got potential of steal the show, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just because they're going to be able to tell a good story. And, and it, I think I talked about it earlier. Orton's invested. In that mm-hmm. storyline, I mean, he wouldn't just go out there and be straight up heel with a person he knows well. If he knows he can't tell a good story, and I believe they can tell a good story, you might have some 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 run-ins from 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 years, decades past in that one. That could be awesome. Uh, one thing I I don't know where I thought this RKO out of nowhere. What would be cool? Guess ref. Like throwing Ooh. a guess ref. I don't okay. know. Who. Like throwing a guess ref. Like somebody that just like out of nowhere comes back and you're like, oh. That's awesome. Like Christian. Bring back okay. Christian as a guest ref. That would be that would make it that, that would be appointment TV if you're me. But you know, I'm not a booker. But <laughs> I, I think that would be awesome. I mean, like you got Christian out there, he's friends with all those guys. He'd be a guest ref. I mean Well, we know I, the story between Christian and Orton. Of course. <laughs> yeah. 
Man, yeah. that was that, that was a fun time in uh 2011. Uh, me, I was very upset that Christian couldn't really like had that title run. And then when he finally won, I remember my late uncle, um, we was watching it together. And when uh, Orton, I mean, Christian, yeah, Orton, uh, Christian spit in Orton's face, <laughs> and, you know, he that he got in his head. And I was like, you know, it's cool to get see him had that one month title reign, but I mean, him and Randy Orton put on some incredible matches. That whole summer. Yeah. Oh yeah, they did for sure. It was it was fun to watch. I mean, a lot of those are fun to watch. Um, I mean, those guys again, they know how to tell a story. And I mean, mm-hmm. there's still some of the young guys out there still trying to really learn how to tell it. I mean, there's only so many stories you can tell though. Like, if you had Reigns Ambrose, you know, or Reigns Rollins, Rollins, <laughs> you know, they can tell a story because they have prior history. But there's so much. I mean, they were like, they were this story, and then they were this character, and then they were another character. They were heel, they were face, they were heel, they were face. And all of a sudden, like, okay, you can tell that story because they've been through so many ropes in the road mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, they've got so many things to play off of. they got a decade worth of stuff they can play off of. You know, Randy can dominate early because Edge is coming back. He's tired. He's in ring rust. And Edge comes back. He spears. Randy RKO's out of nowhere. RKO's a spear. Like, there's so much they can play out there, and now it's just for them – veterans really to craft a story that's going to be entertaining to watch and i think it's going to be a good product yeah how do you feel about uh seth rollins <laughs> i kind of feel about it. i try to feel him the same way you kind of feel about becky i just think it's like over like me too so monday night messiah thing it's like eh, cool lukewarm reception at best and like you know he's got the he's got his protectors with him like they're pot it's just he's a better like, heel but like, Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I mean, it's, it's like watching Daryl from The Walking Dead sometimes. I'm just like, all right, cool. Like, eh. all right, yeah, you, we know you're cool. We get it. You're cool. But like, eh. yeah, yeah. To me, he's a, he's a better heel, but it's still like, you know, I understand. I mean, I, I, one thing I do like is seeing Buddy Murphy with him. Uh, it's an opportunity for him to shine. Seeing AOP, opportunity to get them on television. Same with... Um, the uh, Viking Raiders. Is that yeah. The yeah. You know, it's, just, I, it's old school wrestling. You're just trying to build those guys. You know, mm-hmm. you, have, you have a faction behind. It's like nation of domination. You have people behind you. Next thing you know, one of them turns out. All right. So, yeah. It's yes. Yeah. So, all right. So let's uh, get into NXT really quickly. Uh, any match in particular you're looking forward to? We got NXT um, TakeOver <laughs> Portland. Yeah. I mean, I, in general, enjoy watching the NXT product. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I was really sold in the, you know, Cole and Gargano, and I, I just love the gimmicks they do. I think it works in that small setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's the deal, like, I kind of straight away, because A, work and life got in the way. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, and then Wednesday, when they started putting it on, like, you know, it was like, you watch a little NXT, you watch a little AEW, NXT, AEW, and I'm like, all right, AEW was actually not bad, that bad tonight. So I was like, I'll stick with that. So, but, um if you give me Gargano versus anybody, he's just capable. But I, I like Gargano. I, and I know he's had the injury things here, there, whatever. But it's like you put him in a match and it excels. Well, you're getting him and Mr. NXT, yeah, Finn no. Balor. So, yeah, I mean, you're getting I like, expect them to steal the show. I wouldn't yeah, be surprised like, they opened it. And then, yeah, you bring back Finn, which I honestly is a brilliant move. Because, mm-hmm. you know, even, even as, you know, Demon Finn, the character he's doing, I was like, that was cool and all. But like, he does his service in NXT because he just fits that brand well. Yeah. And when those two guys get after it, it's going to be a, you know, 
It's going to be amazing. Plus, like, Triple H is in charge of that thing. So, you know, he, he's more inventive. You know, he does the war games. He does the, the, you know, he's got the fatals. It's just, it's better. Like, it's just, a, you know, it's it's a better product mm-hmm. a lot of times than WWE. And that's no that's no fault of the WWE's fault. That's just more just, like, you get put into that character and you're like, okay, sure. You know, like, all right, uh, I don't buy you, but like NXT. And it, maybe it's just that small Florida atmosphere they got going on down there at Full Sail where you're just like, these are educated fans. They see them on the weekly. They see them daily. Like, they know. So mm-hmm. they know how to do it. You know, like, Velveteen Dream. Always, like, watching him. I mean, EC3. Like, it's just like, you see these guys, you're like, all right, they're exciting. But yeah. a lot of it has to do with just their in-ring ability. Right. They're still developing their character. So the, the matches are great. You'll read, like, a Dave Meltzer, give him five and a half stars, but then you realize, all right, what did this mean in the long run? Who knows? But, like, Gargano's a guy who's like, all right, he makes you feel like, oh, it meant something in the long run. Yeah. So well, I know fight with him, it's great. Yeah, I, I definitely think they'll have a great match. I'm really looking forward to Adam Cole and uh, Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Um, because you really, that's one of those things, you don't really know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, because Adam Cole and Undisputed Era have been rolling. And now it's at a point where, if I think if Adam Cole wins, he'll be the longest reigning champion. But yeah. then you have Tommaso Ciampa like, ready to stop him. So, you know, I, I, I'm really excited. I'm a huge Adam Cole fan. Been one since he was in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. So he's somebody that I could see main event in WrestleMania within the next three years. Uh, but I really, I, I think Tommaso Ciampa, he keeps saying daddy's home. I think he may come up a little bit short. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the, the good thing about both of those is that, like, they'll create a match where, like, the beauty of NXT in general is, like, they those guys create a match where, like, seems like both of them go over, even though one lost, one won. Like, they both, the mm-hmm. fans still love them. They still appreciate the fact that they put on such a quality, you know, 20, 30-minute match where you're just like, I need to watch this, and it's good. Like, you know, when you watch WWE Network, you're just like, I want to go back and Saturday and watch that one again because that was good stuff. You know, like, just, yep. like, those are the ones you want to rewatch. So it's like they kind of feel like they both go over, but it's in that setting. It's in the NXT setting where they both seem to keep, I don't know why I keep making this phrase. Um, they keep both keeping to go over. It's just like, yeah. and then, you know, you go to w, like Cole experiment in WWE, it's like, go right back down. It, it just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't, you know, they don't do it right in terms of, where they've failed a lot is the build of NXT guys in like the you can remember some like the Shield where they did it right or a couple others, but they don't really do a lot of good like how do we transition. get yeah Chapa in the WWE and make it transition well like mm-hmm. you put him against Aleister Black the, the, the but then you know they see each other again like it just it just depends but yeah it's just, you know it's with the men for sure um the women i think do a great job you know obviously the four horse women um you know ember moon was solid till she got hurt i thought you know maybe she didn't get a lot of they say a lot of airtime but when she what she did she did well with it yeah um but i think you know i'm going to see i i think that this group of guys you know meaning if uh I don't think Ciampa goes because I know he's talked about like he'd rather stay on NXT forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, the Undisputed Era could translate well. They yeah. are a little smaller, um, but they are fun uh, faction to watch. So I think they could translate well. And um, Keith, Keith Lee, Lee they're trying to translate well. Keith yeah, Lee. you know, look like they're trying to make him into a star. It seemed yeah. like, you know, he, he did his thing. I think what helps now is that these guys are getting a taste of that main roster. 
Uh, being on the Survivor Series, I think maybe this year we'll get some NXT guys on WrestleMania. So I think they're getting a better opportunity to say, like you said, when the Alistair Black and then we're down there. Yeah, I mean, it's a smart concept they got by trying to make NXT one of the, you know, the big, like, put them up to the blue and the red brand just simply mm-hmm. because they got their show now. Yeah. Uh, and it's just, it's it's literally a strategic move to put them wrestling-wise you know, on Wednesday to compete against AEW, if anything, just to take away numbers from AEW. <laughs> it's, it's just good business. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you do do that, then you have the, uh, you, you develop stars with Keith Lee. I mean, Keith Lee's a stud, man. I mean, they, they put him out there in Rumble. I thought there was going to be more out of him. I thought mm-hmm. he might be the guy to push over Brock Lesnar. I mean, I know. I, I thought for a second, I mean, but it just would have been a spot. Go, You know, looking back, it just would have been a spot, not like something that's long form. They're not going to put them two in the ring for a while. So, but it was good to see it. Yeah. Uh, just for that little spot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, because it was Drew's time in a rumble, obviously. So I, I, I think Keith's got a shot. I mean, but you just got to get Ciampa and Gargano like, and Cole. Like, if they get them there, I mean, I don't know if you put them together as a faction, but then that just seems like you're making a new shield. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work because of the beast they already have. And we see them on TV. Um, so it remains to be seen what NXT does, but I, I do like the product. I mean, those guys, I mean, they're going to put on five-star matches almost every time simply because you see them go out there and you're like, oh, man, these guys are somebody. And then don't forget UK. Yeah. Guys, they, they, they're, they're, they got some guys there. They oh, man. Some. I want to see Walter versus Walter, Brock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That's the match I want to see. Yeah, but uh, I'm gonna get ready to uh, wrap things up here, man. Uh, before we go, where any final thoughts and let the people know where they can find you? Yeah, um, you know, I'm Twitter all the time, Harold Arkins, number three, uh, H A R O L D R K U N T Z, and the number three. Twitter all the time. I work in Kansas City, I'm a sports anchor there, I'm pretty much on the daily, basically. So, um, I've been here for a year, it's actually a year in four days, it'll be a year. So, uh, well, been here congratulations. Here. Thank you. And I was in Oklahoma for six and a half before that. So, um, yeah, it's fun. But, I mean, I always keep my eye out on wrestling, obviously. I mean, I followed wrestling since you know, I was a kid. You know, I, I grew up in attitude. I'm an attitude you know, kid. Like, I, I grew up and I was, I mean, I was, what, middle school for me, attitude era in 2000? Uh, barely high school. I mean, I, I kept watching it and everybody thinks I'm stupid for watching it, but I'm like, I love it. I mean, <laughs> did we all get that? Was, like, Look, it's a story. It's a TV show. That's a story. It's not every now and again, you get the, the ones that like really stick on your real life and you have your ups and downs with it. Like right now, it's a little bit of a down, but then there's definitely the ups. The ups were great. Like last year with Kofi, that was an up. Yeah, I mean, that was a huge up. Then you're like, oh, I, I want to see oh. this. I want to see this. I said it's here through like Daniel Bryan. I, I wanted to see that play through when he beat Triple H and he beat that tri- he won the triple threat match. CM Punk, Cena, Chicago. I mean, that's one of the great settings in entertainment I've ever seen. Just because mm-hmm. Chicago so behind Cena, that's like nine, eight years ago now. I mean, you just you have certain, but and then you have the whole angle of leaving, you know, leaving away with the championship. All that gets it's like. Those are the things you like to see, and that's what captivates people to wrestling. And they can do that more often than you have a product that people want to watch. People are going to watch something when they don't know what's going to happen. That's why you watch sports, because two teams get on the field or court, and when they go on there, you do not know what's going to happen. Now, you have a you have a good guess, yep. an educated <laughs> guess of what's going to happen, but you never know what's going to happen. And the thing about the WWE is they can create an atmosphere, or anybody, Ring of Honor, 
uh, impact. It's, people still watch for the 12 rabbits at home that still watch that. I mean, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's, it's one of the, or like when you, every now and again, you catch a, um, uh, 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 New Japan, you know, like mm-hmm. one of those guys, I mean, every now and again, you catch those. It just, when you're telling a story, sometimes it's not so much about the in ring, but you're like, I want to get behind these people. Mm-hmm. And when you get behind two people that are going up against each other, it's just a struggle of life. And it plays out. It just happens that the guys, you know, hardly have any clothes on, but like it plays out and you want to watch it and it's good. So, yeah, man. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Um, we definitely got to do this again. Yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, right. definitely appreciate you coming on. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for this edition of Break It Down with Brian H. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel where you can get exclusive content from myself and the real Dwayne Allen. We don't take ourselves too seriously, so neither should you. Until next time, so long, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Break It Down with Brian H. Hit the subscribe button and turn on the bell so you get notified every time the Wrestling Realm posts new content.